Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And welcome to the Cannabis Health Radio Podcast. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Rheumatoid arthritis causes joint inflammation and pain. It happens when the immune system doesn't work properly and attacks the lining of the joints called the synovium. This disease commonly affects the hands, knees, or ankles, and usually the same joint on both sides of the body, such as both hands or both knees. But sometimes it causes problems in other parts of the body as well, such as the eyes, heart, circulatory system, and maybe even the lungs. And joining us today to talk about his experience with rheumatoid arthritis and what cannabis has done for him is Dusty Lynn from South Dakota. Dusty, good to talk to you. I appreciate you doing this. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Now, tell me when you first noticed that something wasn't quite right with your body. Um, it was a little over two years ago, and I gradually started having pain in my hands and feet, my f- fingers and my knuckles and then my toes mainly. And it progressed to the point where I had to have help walking, and I couldn't, couldn't even lift a pitcher of water on my own. So I went to... Uh, clinic and my wife had to talk me into that. I'd set up a doctor's appointment, but she didn't want to have to call the ambulance to transport me. So we went to the clinic and they diagnosed me based on some blood work. Dusty, how quickly did this come upon you? I would say from the time I just started feeling mild pain until diagnosis, it was between three and four months. Wow, so that was pretty quick, eh? Yeah. Dusty, can I ask how old you are? I'm 47. Wow, so pretty young. Yeah. When you started to get this pain, what did you think it was? At first, I thought maybe possibly diabetes, because that runs in my family. Uh, Another thought that I had was maybe some type of poisoning. Yeah, you must have thought that because it's when you say it came on quickly in three or four months and to the point I was reading some of the notes that you sent us and uh, you said you needed both hands to pour a glass of water. Yeah, to even pick up a pitcher and it, that was, it was still a challenge even with two hands. Ah. Wow. So when you got this diagnosis, Dusty, what, what did they say to you? If they're going to put you on a bunch of painkillers or... So that's too bad, so sad, or? Right away, the doctor at the clinic prescribed, um, I'd been taking some ibuprofen, but she told me to take more. And that initially got the inflammation down to where I could function again, at least. So that was a good call to start with. And then from there, my general practitioner sent me to a specialist and he gave me five different shots that I could choose from, and all of them work in the same way. 
they tamp down the immune system to almost nothing so that it can't attack your joints anymore. And I just thought there had to be a better option. Yeah, when you think of that, when it uh, suppresses your immune system, that makes you more susceptible to other issues, doesn't it? Yes. One of the things I was looking at in your notes is that when you went to the doctor, he noticed that your feet were purple. Yeah, I had a a lady doctor at the clinic, and once we got under the bright lights in her office, she said, wow, your feet are purple, and I hadn't noticed that until she said it, but yeah, they were really purple. What was causing that? Uh, something with arthritis, I think, because once the once we got the inflammation down, that went away right away. And you were having issues walking, correct? Yeah, it was hard to even get up out of bed, and I would have to have help walking just down the hall to the bathroom or anything. You must have felt like an old man. Yeah, I felt like I got really old over a few months. Yeah. Now, when you were given the diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis, what did you think about it? I was really shocked because I I just thought arthritis, I thought all arthritis was stiff joints. When you got old, I didn't have any idea about rheumatoid arthritis and being an autoimmune disease. And I was, at first, I... I had a lot of fear. I almost just wanted to go on the shots right away because I was just so scared. But then I decided to think about it, and I'm glad that I took that route. Mm -hmm. Did they give you any kind of, uh, I don't know, prognosis or whatever? Did they say this is going to get worse or uh, as long as you're on the shots, you're going to be fine? Or did they say anything at all along those lines? Well, they said about the shots, they said it. there was no guarantee that they would even work and it would take a long time to get any effects so we'd know if they'd work. And as far as down the road, they said that if I went without any kind of treatment, it, my joints would just keep on swelling and I would get permanent damage and end up in a wheelchair eventually. Well, it kind of sounds like you almost needed a wheelchair when you got there. Yeah. Yeah, I almost did. Now, one of the things that the that one of the doctors suggests is that, is that you start eating right. Did you have bad eating habits prior to this? Yeah, they weren't really too good. I, I ate better than I did when I was younger, but I still ate a lot of red meat every day for sure and... Um, a lot of chips and salty snacks and things like that. Um, some things that I ate I thought were healthy, like regular yogurt from the store, but that has so much sugar in it. Um, fruit juice, that has so much sugar in it too. But yeah, I really didn't have a very good diet. And when you changed your diet, did you lose weight? Did you feel better? Yeah, I lost about 50 pounds and then... I started gaining some weight, but gaining it more healthy through exercise, um, gaining it through muscle. So I'm at a comfortable weight now. What kind of things did he suggest diet-wise that you do? He said cut down on the red meat for sure. That was a big thing. And don't eat anything fried. And processed foods are a big uh, trigger for it. 
So he said to start eating more natural. I know the fellow who runs the Cannabis Buyers Club here in town has just had a diagnosis in the past month or so of the same issue. And diet plays a huge part. I got to tell you, though, I'm encouraged to hear that this doctor at least told you to change your diet because it's not very often in the people we speak to that the patients are even told that diet plays a part. Yeah, that was some great advice. He put it to me this way. He was just joking, but he said, when you're eating, if it tastes good, you spit it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Then he said, no, you can eat healthy and make. There are a lot of good choices that actually taste good, too. Do you know, Dusty, in doing all the 350 interviews we've done, and we've talked to people who have corrected some of their very severe health issues, diet plays a huge role in it. And we've had people lose 50 to 100 pounds, some even more. Mm-hmm. Right, Corey? It was just, it's yeah, astounding. Yeah, that, that fellow, what was his name? He had all the issues. The guy that did the interview for McDonald's. Or uh, Bill McDonald. Bill McDonald. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, yeah. He lost half his body weight and uh, felt a lot better. And a, a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed a woman in Newfoundland who was, had uh, stage four breast cancer, was told, told there was no hope. So she said the hell with the doctor. She changed her diet, lost 50 pounds, and now she's clear. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to ask you, one of the, doctor, one of the doctors suggested you exercise. Now, when your joints hurt like hell, that must be tough. Yeah, trying to exercise at first was, I just dreaded it and hated it. And I had a friend that didn't have any kind of treatment for his arthritis, and I got advice from him, and he said that he wished he could do it over again because it's progressed pretty far. And he said, it'll hurt, but keep on moving because if you don't keep moving in the future, you won't be able to. And that was some really great advice. Yeah, I have a, a, a family acquaintance who has rheumatoid arthritis most of her life, and she did not walk very well. It was in her knees and she had a joint replacement and it feels better. But, you know, if you get a joint replacement, that requires it to be replaced again in about 10 years, I believe. So, I mean, I think you're on the right track. And one of the things I kind of chuckled at this, Dusty, the doctor suggested, was you give up smoking your pipe with cherry tobacco. Yeah, I used to enjoy (laughs) puffing on a cherry tobacco pipe and (laughs) the arthritis guy said uh, well you'll have to stop doing that and I told him well I pretty much just puff on it and he said yeah but it still gets into your system so and it can aggravate it so yeah I did take that advice too and completely quit that so what was the toughest part of all this the the diet the exercise or giving up your cherry tobacco pipe oh I would say definitely the diet overall because I I really like red meat. And that was uh, probably the toughest thing to give up. I do still have it once in a while. But right now, it's been about three weeks since I've had any red meat, but I still have some once in a while. Well, good for you. When did cannabis first come into play for you? Oh, it was 
a few months after my diagnosis, somebody suggested that I try it for my rheumatoid arthritis, and I'd had it in the past, but had taken breaks every so often, and that time I hadn't had any in years. And I was kind of skeptical because I'd had some back pain from doing construction, and it seemed like edibles helped a little bit, but smoking it didn't seem to touch it, so I didn't think it would do anything. And he offered me some, and I was really surprised. It it, it really seemed to help with the pain quite a bit, gave me a little more range of motion. That's when it started, and from there, I started on CBD oil and uh, ointments, and if I can get some raw leaf and flour, I can get that once in a while, and I'll put that in a salad. Are you taking just CBD, or are you doing THC as well, or did you do THC as well, or what kind of regime do you have with this? I do both high CBD and high THC, and I take it in the oil form, oil drops under the tongue, the ointment, like I was saying, that I rub on, and um, uh, flour, high CBD flour during the day, and high THC at night. So I try to get it well-rounded. One thing I would like to get, but I don't have access to yet, but I should in the future, I want to start on some Rick Simpson oil or something close to that. I'm just waiting to get a reliable source and affordable price on that. Right. Dusty, when you first contacted us, one of the podcasts that you listened to was episode three, which I think, Corey, you were away at the time. I interviewed um, Barry Kennard, who... Barry is a friend of mine, and we were in radio in the 70s together. And he was told that he had rheumatoid arthritis. And the doctor said that he would be in a wheelchair within a year. And he started on vaping cannabis, and he's not in a wheelchair. Matter of fact, his pain has disappeared. And I think I ran into him about a year ago. And he said he just has a little pain in one of his fingers. And so it's remarkable what this plant can do to alleviate the rheumatoid arthritis. And he vapes every night before he goes to bed. And it's as simple as that. But have you ever thought of vaping? Yeah, I've, I've thought of that. I think I'm going to start doing that just for health reasons. Um, I, I probably would do that and still continue to smoke some of it. The CBD, I, I really, with the high CBD strains, there's some that I really like, uh, just the flavor of it. When you use the ointment on your hands and feet, uh, do you notice uh, relief fairly quickly? Yeah, it acts pretty quickly. The first time I tried it, I didn't think that it would really do anything. And I was surprised, not just the reduction in pain, but also the range of motion in my fingers. The first time that I rubbed it on, before I rubbed it on, I hadn't been able to close my fists all the way because everything was so swollen up. I hadn't been able to do it for 
a few months. And after I put it on, about 20 minutes later, I was able to make a loose fist, but it was a fist, and I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. Dusty, do you find that there's certain strains of CBD that work better than others for you? I'm not really too sure. We're fairly limited on what we can get here, so I just pretty much look for reputable companies uh, that have been around and have good lab tests and things like that. I think what I'm using now is derived from hemp, and I'm hoping that I'm kind of rounding that out with the other high THC things that I take. Right. (laughs) What's your preferred or most effective method of using cannabis? What seems to work the best for you? I would say probably just smoking. It, It seems like it's... It acts really fast and uh, helps quite a bit. Do your doctors know you were taking cannabis? I've expressed the the need to discuss it with them, not even to get a card or anything, just so they know, so we can work together. But they're told that if they talk about it, they'll lose their job. We're in a state that we're supposed to have legal medical, but it's just really kind of a mess. Wow. Yeah, I can understand the reluctance of the doctor. If they're going to lose their job, then... um, But, you know, they can just simply say, continue doing what you're doing. It's weird. They're very anti in this state. No different here, is it, Corey? Not really, no. Absolutely not. I mean, it's legal recreationally and medically in Canada, and uh, the doctors are of the same same opinion as, as your doctors. Some are more amenable to discussing it, while others just ignore it and uh, want to give you pills. I mean, some doctors, <laughs> Corey, who, was, uh, who did we interview several weeks ago with it? Doctor said that, oh, diet's not going to help you. Becky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Diet isn't going to help you. It's crazy. What you have done, Dusty, is you've taken your health into your own hands, which I think is fantastic. It's wonderful to hear, and you're improving. Has this impacted uh, your work at all? Uh, Yeah. I, I used to do metal work, a lot of welding and repair. I had my own business doing that for quite a while. And I can still do the welding part, but everything that goes along with it, I lift in stuff. And the thing I have a real problem with is my grip. It's just not up to where it has to be quite yet. So maybe at some point I can go back to that, but I've had to change careers and I've been doing work with plants, Consulting with people that want to grow their own medicine hydroponically because that's kind of an overwhelming process and that's going pretty well. Dusty, give me an idea. You were diagnosed in February of 2020. How has your health improved from February of 2020, almost two and a half years ago? It's definitely improved quite a bit. I would say I'm overall healthier now than I was before diagnosis. I still have the arthritis issues somewhat, but they're improving too. And my overall health, I'm definitely a lot more fit than I used to be. 
Dusty, are you taking any pharmaceuticals at all for your rheumatoid arthritis? Yes, I do take one occasionally, maybe two to three times a week. It's called meloxicam. It's uh, anti-inflammatory. It's in the same classification as ibuprofen. And uh, outside of that, you, you're just relying on the cannabis to uh, help with improving your, your pain. Yeah, it's cannabis-based for sure. And I do take a lot of other different natural supplements too. Do your other family members approve of what you've done? Yeah, everybody is very supportive of this. That's good to have that support, family support that uh, you need. I mean, it's very difficult for for people who have family members who are opposed to the use of cannabis and discount it as something that the body needs. Yeah, so I'm fortunate that I have a lot of family members that take some form of cannabis. A lot of them take CBD drops or different compounds. Some of them take like the Delta-8 THC drops too. Well, Dusty, we think that if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to get better. And you've changed your diet, which is very, very important for those people who want to improve their health. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to ask you, when you changed your diet, have other members of your family who were diabetics changed their diet at all? My brother is diabetic, but he lives in Rapid City, and he has type 1 diabetes, and he's always taking really good care of himself and eating well. But my wife also started eating a lot more healthy, too, and she's feeling better, and she's lost some weight, so that's a good thing. No, that's good. That's great. What would you say to uh, those folks who are listening that may be somewhat apprehensive about taking cannabis for their arthritis, whether it's rheumatoid or just regular arthritis that many, many people uh, are dealing with? I would say if they're having any doubts that they should give it a try anyway. They don't have anything to lose in whatever form they choose to take. Just start at a low dose and go from there. And they should take their health seriously and take it into their own hands and just look at all the options and then make an educated decision on which route is the best for them. Yeah. Have you given your dog CBD at all? Yeah, right now he weighs about 50 pounds, and right now he's getting one drop of CBD every day. (laughs) What sort of issues was your dog dealing with? Um, Nothing. It's just uh, maintenance and preventative. Our last dog, she died of cancer, and so I'm hoping to avoid that. I'm doing just the CBD now. I've read that you have to be careful with THC with dogs because they don't have to have it heated for it to have psychoactive effects. I'm probably not going to be giving our dog any THC, I don't think, but we'll keep him on the CBD for sure. We interviewed a woman, Remercory, whose cat had some health issues and was dying, cancer, and she gave this little cat an adult dose of of THC. And the cat lived, uh, I guess, about a year and a half longer than anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, totally cleared the cat. Charlie Renault, she set up a special area so that the cat was completely safe and there wasn't any chance it was going to, you know, hurt itself or whatever. And yeah, she cleared the cat. Wow. Yeah. I can see in that case for sure. If, yeah, if he ever got cancer, I would definitely give him some that would be worth it for sure. Yeah. Dusty, wonderful to talk to you. Uh, keep progressing, keep getting well, and uh, stay off that cherry tobacco. All right, I will do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Try plum. <laughs> Try plum. <laughs> Dusty, Thanks, Dusty. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.